Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. Today, we're going to talk about stuff, just like we used to talk about. <laughs> uh, we have Liam. Hi, no scandals uh, here. <laughs> yeah, once again. Then we have George. Once again, we end up having to preface this with, with the other topics that we don't want to bleed into the main podcast. That's last week's news. I'm amazed that nobody really knew. Wow. Ah. Is that a drone outside your house? I feel like that's the guy we're subtly talking about. He's talking with. He has a whingy motorbike. This week's news has got to be Detective Pikachu. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. Is that it? We, we, just, we, just, we just introduced me and then skip over the other Oh, uh, no. I, I said George, but George was too busy dealing with the drone. No, uh, no. I, I, I caught it. I caught it in editing. <laughs> Make sure he introduces George. There we go. Cool. But yeah, D- Detective Pikachu. That, that was your introduction. That was your introduction. Yeah, hello, I'm George. Uh, how okay. about that Detective Pikachu? Okay, I was I was super giddy for this movie. So we've all seen it, right? We, we all seen yes. it. Yes. Okay. okay. Spoilers are abound. Up until 27 minutes and 27 seconds. I cannot say that I am just not just swept up by nostalgia. And me and nostalgia are just like, you know, in the bed constantly having babies. I, I can't I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that I'm not biased. Because holy hell, Pokemon. You know, this is the stuff we dreamed about when we were young, you know, where, where, yeah. where people oh constantly watch YouTube videos of people trying to do <laughs> shitty renders of, of 3D Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there. <laughs> And, you know, they showed a lot of Pokemon. They did not um, pull back. <laughs> like, when they show cities and, and like, sh- shots panning, oh, it's always a Pokemon I, I, on screen. Constantly yeah, no, moving I, around. Honest advertising. I'll agree with that, but it is it is obvious as the film goes on that they, uh, they like to reuse the same ones. Because they're like, well, we made this model. <laughs> We're going to have to use this again. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of, I didn't get that vibe, but I imagine I that someone it. who does 3D modeling would see stuff in this movie that the and rest like of the, us the, don't. The evolved form of that, the big like fat panda thing. Uh-huh. You see like a various amount of Pokemon. But then as the film goes on, apart from like the Greninja, mm. you tend to only see like Bulbasaur, Charmander, Pikachu, Squirtle, Mewtwo, uh, Psyduck quite frequently after that. You see, you see some cool ones though, but there's like an abundance of them. Yes, yes, the the iconic ones, the bestsellers. Wait, Matt. So I, I'm I'm unsure as to whether you liked it or you didn't. All right. So um, the first half, great. Yeah, me too. Second half was a definition of a train wreck. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing. Holy hell. Like, but. Oh, my God. My mind is full of yes, comma, but. No, it was. Like it yeah, was good Yeah, but. Yeah, but. I enjoyed this film. Yeah, but. I walked out that theater. I was like, this is cool. I don't care because. Yeah, it's, I cannot be. It was be, good enough. Yeah, I, it was good it was enough. fine. But it was a train wreck. For the last half, as yeah, soon as but... as soon as Homeboy showed the hologram <laughs> to him, the movie was over. Mm-hmm. It was done. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, wait a minute, you're not gonna question him? He knows where the the place is yeah, at. Why? He knows where the place is at. Why is he showing you a hologram? Why? Why? Like, <laughs> gang. Why does his hologram have all these better angles than the police's hologram? And how are these ho like it, you're like okay, no, this is a Pokemon. I, you know, I, I was okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. We move on to the next bit. I like, I like how both of you are getting hung up on a hologram instead of the psychically manipulating Mewtwo. No, that's who is the most powerful psychic Pokemon in the world. And somehow he was able to take over Mewtwo's brain. And the villain's plan only makes sense thematically, not practically. Like, he wants people to mind control their Pokemon, but only because he has, like, a bad body disease and wants to have a cool Pokemon body instead, but... How did they... How did they figure out that Mewtwo had the power to, like, switch people's brains Because Mewtwo is God. Haven't you seen Pokemon the movie 2000? Like... If he's got, well, yeah. <laughs> I, like, as Matt has alluded to, the second half of the film is trash. <laughs> it is trash. Shit. It's pretty shit. But the first half and, like, the middle bit up until, like, they get separated is great. I yeah. also like, posit truly a good time. The, the first ten minutes of this movie have a very different tone from the rest following it. You guys remember the very first really scene? dark. <laughs> like, like when they're when they're with the Q-bone in the field and they're just like cracking jokes about like, it's, it's weirdly more self-aware and sarcastic in the very beginning than, mm -hmm. than it is for the rest of the movie. Like, how oh. often do they talk about how they're insurance agents after that? And, and uh, the innuendos, the the very, very oh, adult yeah, jokes. Yeah. It, it, so do, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of SpongeBob humor. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it is like, there are jokes in there that are just going to, like, fly over, like, younger audiences' heads. But you as an adult, you're like... Oh shit! Did Pikachu really just say that? Like when he's like, "Oh, they touch me, they cuddle me, and they put their finger in me," and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> Pikachu said, "Damn." Pikachu this had is Ryan Reynolds riffing an, an angry outburst, and and he let out a couple D bombs. I was very very worried for the children. Wait, so I, wait wait. wait. <laughs> This is a couple. I, I couldn't pick this movie apart. I, I understand, but we're not gonna waste time on that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I just a little bit annoyed at the. Um, I, I forgot. I forgot who plays um, the side with the side duck. The girl who plays with the side. The duck, girl who she plays did. with the side duck. Yeah. Yeah. Her. The side duck. Side, side duck, duck girl. and Pikachu guy, uh, Justin Smith. <laughs> Justice Smith actually did okay. I'm not gonna. I thought I was worried about him. I, I thought he was fine. He, he, was, he fine. was fine. And of course, fine. Ryan Reynolds was great. And I don't think he was Deadpool in this. I thought he was. If you ever see Ryan Reynolds before Deadpool, this is Ryan Reynolds. This is how he does yeah. things. You ever seen Voices? Everyone knows him oh as Deadpool. God, For some reason, everything is Deadpool now. But no, such a good fit. He just it he was just such knows. A good fit, though. He just knows this is his thing. He knows how to do this thing. Um, and, um, it, it, she, she breaks into the lab and for some reason, no one's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very it, convenient. It, so, so maybe it's a abandoned, right? Maybe, maybe. After but the, the Pokemon attack, are still it's, there it's though. The Pokemon yeah, are still that there. that also convenient? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were all in tanks, right? They were all genetically experimented on. So it would be. What do they of, eat? Like, I can, I can forgive it because it does make sense in the fact that they had this major accident, right? 
and then a police officer died. So you're going to have all of the police swarming all over the facility trying to investigate and all that kind of thing, maybe. Or they just straight up just abandoned it. You just leave it as is. You don't you don't want to release all these genetically experimented on Pokemon into the wild, but then that guy somehow can control the tanks and knows that they're like ecosystem of the valley maintain itself if it's made out of giant turtles. What did they eat? Okay, that was the dumbest shit in this whole movie. That 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 is what I was trying to get to. That part right there. Because the 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 journey to that, okay, because you see the Pokemon, they walk by the little turtles, right? So you're saying maybe they angered the little turtles, right? And then the whole freaking island starts moving. Pikachu gets hit by little tiny rocks. Little tiny rocks. And says, oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. No. Seismic earthquake. I, at that point, I, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I was like, wait, he's also, joking, right? I thought also, he was gonna. Do, I thought Ryan Reynolds was gonna do the thing, like, oh no, 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 I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, kid. Also, the lab, how big is his lab? Because they have these literally island-sized turtle rocks or whatever they're called, like these island-sized. They are literally ginormous. These huge earthquakes, and then all of a sudden, Tim is able to make it back to the fence where the car was, and none of that land is destroyed. Yeah, it yeah. nicely folds back underneath the turtles who have just been lying there <sighs> sleeping. I guess. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. That was the dumbest. That was the dumbest. I, I I have I have some guys scientific questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that is again. <laughs> Professor George, welcome to the world of Pokemon. Are Pokemon persons? Oh no. If they are capable. In Rhyme City. Of they are. Well, well, then what about all the ones that are in the wild? I don't know. Hunting? Sport? Do, do, do they have <laughs> senses of self, of identities? Because apparently they have, like, a fully well-developed Pokemon language. That mm. uh, I remember a few episodes of, of the cartoon get into this as well, and it freaked me the fuck out back then it's, it, as well. Oh, yeah, when they had all subtitles between the, like, they'd be like, Pika Pika, and he'd be, like, asking Squirtle. Yeah, when... when Ash gets separated from the rest of the group. the The gang has to find him, and they like Pokemon at each other. But apparently, it's a language. Anyways, yeah. Um, how how do they determine who is the Pokemon's master and what their lifetime of servitude is going to be like, and why they aren't allowed to like live on their own? And, and be able... Haven't... Okay, we also see in the beginning of the movie that Pokemon have been interacting with people with this fully developed language system going on as far back as, like, ancient Egypt. How is it that it's been thousands of years and people have not worked out a better method of communicating to their Pokemon than, like, cocking their heads to the side and going, Oh, aren't you the cutest? When that Pokemon might have taxes to pay. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, considering you all live under a political system of you all, we live in a society. You break you break the society rules and you go to prison. I guess in the in the Pokemon world, those Pokemon break those laws. Oh yeah, they go to the yeah. Do they, they have, go to the Pokemon pound? Do they have Pokemon jail? And if so, who are the Pokemon police? And who who enforces? It's probably more of a Pokemon. Uh, Kill shelter, I imagine. Oh dear. Is that where all the candies come from? <laughs> it reminds me of Eager Raptor's cartoon. We eat Taurus meat 
<laughs> well, well, actually, me and the girlfriend did start talking about this on the way out. What what do the Pokemon eat? We we you guys are delights at parties. We we solved this problem. They they eat rare candy. Yeah, rare. They eat TMs. It's rare because it's only Pokemon that have broken the law. <laughs> and that answers that question. <laughs> <laughs> what did, did answer another question though? Yeah. Is it the best video game based movie? Oh, yes. see, this one also confuses the fuck out of me, too, because there have been, like, four... It most certainly is. Yes, it is. Okay, but there have been, like, four other Pokemon movies. Do uh, they well, not count? The anime movies do not count. We're talking, like, Real Hollywood, life, yeah. Prince of Persia, Doom... Because, yeah, unlike other Pokemon movies, which are based on a video game franchise... Super Mario. This is the first big one to be based off a particular Pokemon video game. So, I guess it counts? Yeah, it does. This is the game... The game, yeah. This is based on the game Pokemon. No, no, game. Uh, well, there's Detective Pikachu. That's the game, too. Mm-hmm. It just didn't yeah, come out over true. here in the U.S. Were you guys pissed off as much as I was when there were shots with Pikachu without his hat on? Um, no. Like every time, every time he was on the screen where he didn't have his hat on, I was like, "Put his hat back on." <laughs> but but it, it requires too much time. You remember when um when uh, Justice Smith tries to put the the hat back in and it obviously was CGI. <laughs> It's like, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Just reminds me. It reminds me of the petting the dog, like in Game of Thrones, yes. argument, where they just can't afford the CGI. Did Did you guys get um a, a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog in your theaters? Yes, and everybody yes. was like, "Oh no! I knew they were gonna do this." How did How did your crowd react? Yeah, mine were Japanese, so nobody said a thing. <laughs> Okay, Matt, how was yours? After the initial reaction, like, oh, everyone fell silent. Oh, just passed. We got got a trailer for it. Like, this is super weird. We got a we got a trailer for before Detective Pikachu. We got a trailer for a Japanese movie called Night or something, and it features the guy from Battle Royale in it. Uh, And it was like an eighteen rated movie that just had like shit tons of like sexual themes and like violence in it and i was like there's like a hundred kids in here to see detective pikachu and they're just watching like people getting brutally murdered inside of a nightclub oh my god you, you can't have kids watch the sonic trailer either it's it's scary it's terrifying wait they, they came out with another battle royale in japan no it's uh it was the kid from battle royale like the main guy oh okay okay okay. i mean they did come out with a second one a sequel that was shit but oh, okay because i have it on my plex and i'm Tatsuya, like i need Tatsuya to watch Fujiwara, this that guy yeah wait have you wait you've never seen Battle i Rap. haven't seen it oh <gasps> yeah holy shit i i, I once <laughs> once you watch battle royale it'll make a whole lot of sense how it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that that's what the games are called it also makes a heck of a lot of sense that uh, Hunger Games is just a straight-up rip. Really? Okay. Also, the film was called Diner, and it's not out yet, but it's coming out in Japan soon, but the trailer for it looked pretty badass. I need you to send me all the the good martial arts movies, man. I've been looking. This is like, oh, this so- is like a... I think it's a gangster movie, but it's about like a... It's about a dude who's a chef who's also a gangster. Okay, for the, for I'll send you, I'll send you the trailer. Okay, but it it looks really good. But, it reminds me of uh, 
there's a Japanese band called Deer and Grey, and they have a video. If you really want to go down a weird deep hole, yeah, mm. type in obscure on YouTube with Deer and Grey after it. D I R E N Grey, and then that video basically uh, is what this movie reminds me of. I, I had a I had a, a segue going, but then I started thinking about long deep holes instead. Um, but okay, no, anyways, wow. to, 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 to so did, back, so did Pikachu. Um, yeah, my audience, they actually, there was a sigh at the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer logo, and then they actually started laughing when they showed the model, and it was terrible. And I just, it is terrible. I, I, I actually recorded it and put it on Twitter, and the tweet kind of blew up, and I feel, I feel so bad for the people who had to work on that. Yeah, I mean, they're like, oh my god, they, they, they just don't understand Sonic. I feel, I feel, I feel even worse for the people who now have to spend the next six months changing it. Crunch changing time. Talk movie. about crunch. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. They're like, oh, we we got to change yeah. it. We got to change. It. No one's gonna go see it. Everyone's gonna talk shit about it. Just, and it reminds me. It reminds me. Do you remember when we had that Toy Story? talk a long time ago about oh, yeah. when you have to change models and shit. Yeah, and how, how Toy Story looks pretty behind the times nowadays. And oh, It was about a remaster. Yeah. It was about a remaster, right? And it depends on what kind of remaster you're going for, whether you're like, updating it entirely or you're just going to make the resolution higher or whatever, right? And recolor it. But in regards to the Sonic movie, they have to basically go through the whole movie and change every scene that has the main character in it and I and refit that model and they have shot that whole movie for the size of what he is right now the proportions of what he looks like and I wonder how feasible it is to change those proportions because he really does look like a man in a motion capture suit yeah. oh no oh no man. Um, okay before we move on from, uh, I was about to say Sonic. Pikachu. All right. I want to talk about the ending. All right. Um, I guess you can map this out. This is like major spoilers compared to what we talked about before. We didn't really spoil too much, everything. I would say. Psychic Mewtwo. Mewtwo being mind control. Oh, yeah, we did. Guy. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I, I do want to say I think the Pokemon looked fine. Um, Me too. Yeah. Um, I yeah. fully Charizard agree. Looked a little off, but that, that was the only. That was literally the only one in the whole movie I didn't like. I just the Charizard explained. Didn't look good to me. I, I just explained anything that looked weird or off as that being the point because it's all grimy and urban. Yeah. No, just like all the Pokemon looked like the Pokemon, like Bulbasaur and Squirtle and Charmander all looked like them. Pikachu looked amazing. Yeah, of they course. spent the most time. Pikachu. On them. <laughs> Pikachu actually became like my favorite version of Pikachu. Yeah, especially when yeah, especially I, when they I'd released like, like you know the one. dance video? You know they released that dance video. <laughs> he uh he's got kind of a, a a charming dad body quality to him. Like you can see it's some folds. It's just that his facial expressions are like really deep now. They have like a, that the the video that they released where they Ryan Reynolds pretended it was the whole film getting leaked on YouTube, and it was just the the Key and Peele dance sketch, but Pikachu doing it. Pikachu has like so many different facial expressions in it, and he looks amazing. He looks fantastic. Which goes with the anime, 
Because he has a lot of face expressions in the anime. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he has some. He has the anime's lot. like 20 years old now. But, you know... He didn't have that much back in the day. Thing, thing is, like, I, I think Matt touched on this as well. Like, it's still not... It's it's only good enough, you know, which is fine. It's a good the, the, time. I, like the thing was, is, it doesn't have to be amazing. Like, like yeah, because yeah, no, it, as long as it looks like Pokemon, then I'm okay with was it. Was that like it? It looked there like a an indie in movie. The film? It looked like I was watching someone who had a lot of time on their hands. Mm. To, to make a Pokemon movie, and they rendered it themselves. You know, those first ten minutes especially <laughs> give me a, like, college humor sketch video vibe to them. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very, it, for weirdly for a series that's now, like, 20 plus years old, it's very m millennial. Uh, they make it. fun of the theme song from the cartoon. Oh my god, when Pikachu sings it, yeah, it's so funny. Like, there, there are <laughs> like, in-universe jokes about the universe. It's so fucking dumb and stupid and what made me laugh even more was watching it in a japanese cinema where none of the japanese people would get the reference because the theme song's entirely different oh <laughs> so yeah um, like uh, the the global warming he makes a lot of jokes that are just oh, like God. just I, ryan reynolds's pikachu is fantastic i think it's, like it's pretty damn Pretty damn good. I want to say a lot though, of that movie gets away with it just because of him. The ending. I want to say, what did you think when you find out that his dad was inside? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that. Me and saw my face just like I was like, oh no. <laughs> did you? Did you not guess that no. from the beginning? No, I, I did not. I really? Midway through when they were in the lab. Oh my god! As soon as Pikachu said he had amnesia and his it was his dad's partner, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's his dad. But you know what though is that that's fucking hilarious. I gave it too much credit. I gave it too much credit. I thought I like maybe admit. like the the it wasn't his no, no. Pikachu or something no. like that. I, I thought I was gonna do some type of twist. No, no. but like like. They wanted to disguise his dad, and I didn't think it was because his dad was actually Ryan Reynolds. I thought it was going to be, honestly, because obviously Justice Smith is he's <laughs> obviously got, like, a white parent and a black parent, mm -hmm. right? But Ryan Reynolds is, like, really white. So I thought maybe his dad would be, like, black and, like, you know, like, no, it this kind of... It mixes so like that. I, Sometimes. So, no, 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 but like what I, I, what I was so shocked about was that I kind of thought it would be his dad. And obviously you hadn't seen his dad's face throughout the whole thing. But then when it actually was Ryan Reynolds. That shock. out. It's good that they didn't show was because like, that shock was oh, funny. Oh, they actually just went with it being Ryan yep. Reynolds. Yeah, it's funny. I thought it was sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's like an element of self-awareness to it that I really appreciate. And if anything, this has me like confident that the first actually great, actually solid cohesive video game movie is going to be something that people aren't supposed to take seriously in the first place. Like, like this establishes a direction that I feel video game movies can have a lot more success in, and that is the the campy, fun, self-aware comedy action shtick. Rather than than trying. How did his dad get his body back again? Because Mewtwo's God, I guess. I, I everything glows white, no, and like, then it's okay. <laughs> and like 
Because there's the scene where Me Too, it, it's all revealed that the Pikachu was a normal Pikachu with a hat. And then the Pikachu sacrificed its body for him to live That's on. That's a scientific question I, I have. Is what happens to Mr. Pikachu that whole time? Well, well, his soul, I guess, was in the dead body <laughs> of another man. So yeah, I, I, the only thing that I was a little sad about is that it still never got to a point of, of complete cohesion where I couldn't just point my thumb at the theater when it, when we find out that Pika, the real dad was the Pikachu in us all along, and just like kind of point my thumb at the screen and go, "Hey guys, get a load of this shit," but, but. I feel like like we're gonna get to a point soon where I'm not gonna be able to point my thumb at the screen and say, "Hey guys, get a load of this shit." But it's not it's not only a video game movie; it is also a kids movie. Yes. It's not like Doom or the Street Fighter movie. Or the- and, and those are getting better than usual. Like after Spider Man, kids movies this year are the shit. Yeah, no, like there was there was a it was a it was a good film for what it was, which it had two things going against it. It was going to ruin Pokemon, which would have been very easy. <laughs> it didn't do that. It's a video game movie. It turned out to be pretty damn good. And it was also a kid's movie, and it had a lot of adult jokes in it. So I feel like for what it had going against it, it fought pretty pretty well. It's like the coolest, funnest dad of all your friends in high school threw some sunglasses on, backflipped his way down the hallways on a skateboard, <laughs> and shouted. It is basically, it is the Steve Buscemi gif, like... <laughs> As a movie. Steve Buscemi rips off his sunglasses dramatically and says, Oh, hey, kids. Did you just say all video game movies were bad? Well, check this one out. As electric guitars riff in the background. Detective Pikachu is fine. It's cute. It's okay. And that's that's all it needed to be. Yeah. Was there a time when it was generally just not enjoyable? Nah, I don't think it no. got to that point. Well, I mean. Come on. When Pikachu runs away, says, I, I'm a bad Pikachu. I was like, man, the this mis- is really serious for a kid's movie. The, dudes, it, the Mr. Mime scene is like... That, that got, that got uncomfortable like, for a little while. Why? It, what? It's like scene of the year. It's amazing. They were miming and burning him. They were pretending to... It looked like it pretended to hurt. They were miming some serious torture. It was so, so good. Yeah, it was good. Like, <laughs> it was just... And then I thought about it afterwards, and I was thinking, hot damn, Justice Smith had to act with two different Pokemon, doing two different things on his own yeah. in that scene, with all of that miming and all of that shit. I'm like, and he made hot it damn, that's good. pretty impressive. Yeah. He did really good. I, I have props for him. It's really good. I, I uh, like, yay or nay? Yeah, yay. yeah I can see it again. Yeah. I, I see. Yeah. It's a yay. Yeah. It's a yay for me. I could, I could see it like one or two more times. And... For what it is, when you go into understanding that it is a Pokemon movie based on a shitty 3DS <laughs> game called Detective Pikachu, yeah. and it actually turns out to be an enjoyable time. One, because Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is actually pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. And scenes like the Mr. Mime one, it's it's worthwhile. Worthwhile time. I, I just, just want a short thing, short thing. Um, game of Thrones. Just, just a quick. <laughs> Man, season Speaking eight is of a, train wrecks. Is trash. Season eight Speaking is trash. Okay, yeah. If you enjoyed it, I see some people enjoyed it. That's fine. I'm glad oh, you enjoyed don't it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I did not, and um, that's all I'm going to say like, about it. That episode 
was visually very well done. Yes. And very well shot. Yes. And was horrifically brutal in many a way. Like, that was the most violent episode for a long time. That was like... That was like old Game of Thrones, like blood everywhere, people's throats being slit, like rapes and murders, and it was brutal. But my goodness, <laughs> character writing and just everything they've spent 10 years building up. Oh, like story oh. arcs? What, character development? Oh. Character progression? Let's just throw that out the window. We just have all of these characters and only two episodes to end ten years of their plot lines in one go. Oh, Varys, that guy who's been, like, secretly spinning webs the whole series. Let's just... Let's just kill him in the first three minutes of the episode. What's the best one? What's the best one? Um, um, Peter Dinklage literally saying, Hey... I thought my character was smart. You know, he didn't say this word for word, obviously, but he said, why would he think putting people in a crypt was smart? Yeah. 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 It because seems it's like a lot, there are a lot of videos floating around of the cast being, I don't know how much to read into that, but there does seem to be quite a remarkable amount of videos of the cast being asked how they feel I, about the ending. I hate and it they regardless. Are seemingly- if they loved it, if they hated it, I still don't like what they did i i don't think anybody did i liked that episode like there's there's a difference between liking the episode for what it was as a something to watch and just caring about game of thrones anymore and i am so deathly sad about the series and it is yeah uh, like it, it is it is so obvious that that's what george R. R. martin was gonna do like daenerys was always gonna go to be like a mad queen or something right like, in the books, you can sort of see it. Like, she has been emotionally cold at times, and she sees visions and stuff. But books have the ability to flesh out the madness, like the descent yes, into madness. This- Whereas <laughs> Daenerys had one episode, and then she became a completely different character. Yep. Yep. Wow. Oh, my God. And Cersei, the most evil character of all TV, died the dumbest stupidest flattest like her body now death ever did did they just ragdoll no you don't you don't even really see it <laughs> not even and it is just she's she appeared like what three times in this season the most like the the big antagonist the most important villain character in the whole series appeared three times in the final season and one of them was dying a shitty death. I'm just imagining some some Telltale Games glitches of characters ragdolling in the middle of dramatic cutscenes. She might as well have. I guess the physics of the building that crushed her fucking might have ragdolled her body out. I, I, is she it's just, there's no way, oh, she survived and she's in the next episode. I doubt it. I doubt it. It, that's that's like, the that's whole the thing. thing. Is you know what's going to happen in the next episode as well. And it's going to be shit. Yeah. All right. Like I, Matt, do you want to do you want to take predictions? What do what do you think? <laughs> what do you think will happen? Let's see which one of us can guess the predictability as correct. Just, I I don't know. Uh, Jon Snow kills Daenerys, and and or 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 even um, even uh, Peter Peter's character kills Daenerys. One of those two kills Daenerys. She's gonna die. 
She's gonna die. She's she's gonna die. She's gonna I die think for sure. John's gonna die. I don't. I, I think don't John think and her will die. King. Might be somebody else. No, I think I think her and John will die. John will try and like he will maybe go and see her, and she's like an emotional wreck, and then John will do his white knight bullshit that he does as a character and tries to protect her, and then Arya. Maybe has to stab him and kill him, and then Peter kills her, uh, kills the Daenerys, oh, and then both of them die, right. and then. But Arya there's nothing to left kill of King's. Somebody with the green eyes, right? She was supposed to kill the queen as well, you know. I think but Cersei died. Does Daenerys have green eyes? I can't even remember. Well, maybe John does. Oh. I think I think Ar- I think Arya might have to kill John. Yeah, Arya's gonna kill. Like Arya is definitely John gonna will, kill John somebody. Will run, John will run to find Daenerys. And Daenerys will be like, I'm so sorry. We just love you. No, come and check me out. I'm an emotional wreck. She's going to be gone. You don't love me because you didn't have sex. We didn't have sex last night. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, John could have saved the world if he just had sex. If he just had sex. Like, how did Bran not see all of this? No, 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 Why did no, no, Bran, no, no. Bran just, just let this happen? Character. Bran, 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 who's Bran? Who's Bran? What are you talking about? How did the three? How did the three-eyed crow, Raven, whatever the hell he is, not? Well, he probably did see this, and it just the show writers okay. were like, "Oh yeah." I said I wasn't going to say anything, is. and now I'm saying stuff. I it's fine. It's fine. Is the show? The show? The show has? I mean, a, a mess. It's it's a mess. It's it's bad. It's bad. It's it's. It, it's really freaking sad because let's be fair, Game of Thrones has been one of the best TV shows. Yes, it has, and and why can't people uh, just stick the landing? Sad. I don't understand. The Office was going nuts the last season too. I don't, <laughs> but it was it was it wasn't this bad. <laughs> I liked the last season as well, which is like even more frustrating. I actually I actually thought last season had of the character Office? development in it. Oh no! Sorry, I thought you meant. Oh, Game of oh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, the first two <sighs> were passable, but that's what makes this season worse. Last season was all about like the Night King. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> who who even remembers what the Night King is? Yeah, he's gone <laughs> in two seconds. Runs away from fights and uh, forget it. Never mind. He's the Night King. Maybe the books will end better. But yeah, I. I contradicting stuff i i remember him saying that he was gonna do it according to the books i'm um, according to the uh, show and then he said he wasn't so I, don't, I still think like daenerys going and being like a mad targaryen was always gonna happen like she's too good in the books and she is a targaryen and like you see that she has crazy moments in the books where she has visions and like she kills brothers she kills different people and all this kind of thing like it was kind of obvious that she was descending into a little bit of madness and like but it has time to flesh out and you understand that that is the character development that's happening whereas just one episode and Daenerys like turns off a light switch in her brain fucking kills everybody and uh you know the, the breaking point for her her capture was dumb like it's it's it, all you had to do was a couple scenes of you capturing that boat. Yeah. And then, so. then it, whatever. It's it's garbage. You're on swimming it, to the exact like, point of which Jamie Lannister is at so he can kill Jamie. It's like, 
You're fucking dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. We, we shouldn't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah about I, I, I was about to ask. We got we, we we got video games this week, or is this yeah? Is this what what we <laughs> will come to? Is this? Yeah. We. I mean, yo. I mean, you could shorten that. You could do whatever you want, man. I I don't I don't even care. Well, the thing is, I won't know. If you can I should. George, George, you can cut off our Game of Thrones conversation like the showrunners cut off the series. Oh Ooh. my gosh, I am. I uh, well well. A big difference there is that I uh, think I'm 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 going to be safe to leave that in. But yeah, we've talked about video I game movies. I feel like movies. Dan's has fleshed out mine and Matt's character development better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> I play I played a game. Um, is it not is it not a game of thrones no no not that garbage um <laughs> it, no you guys haven't played games no 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 i mean i've, I've played uh, games no, but it's really. probably less 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 interesting i than... keep playing magic the gathering oh my God. i've been playing <sighs> yeah, Stardew see, it's, Valley. it's one of those weeks <laughs> okay okay Stardew valley i i feel like didn't you try to pick that up before yeah i did and I lost all my crop when the season changed, <laughs> and I quit that after that. I was like, forget or... this game. I don't like it that much to, to restart. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I tried it again, multiplayer. So I was forced to, you know, kind of get through that first, um, I guess, <laughs> threshold. And um, I started caring about my farm. I started like caring about leveling up you know farming so i could get the sprinklers and and going down to the mine getting down to the bottom and then i got to the bottom in like two seconds and got all this gear now and i got the skulk like it is all it just keeps going there's always stuff there's always the little yeah. breadcrumbs everywhere it's a big game yeah it's <sighs> so what 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 platform are you on oh pc come on man because because I was wondering if they uh, swept out or if they uh, put out the multiplayer for the Switch version yet. Because because oh. I'm interested to hear what that's like. Oh, that would be cool actually. I really got into Stardew Valley a couple years ago, but I was not able to handle the repetition of it on PC. But once I was playing it portably on the Switch, it clicked like in a way better way than than on on PC. But I've thinking I've been thinking of going back to PC for that multiplayer. Man, I I think after I beat it, I think there's like a, a sort you of beat end. it. Yeah, I I wanted just a mod just to make the day last forever because I'm so tired of that poison. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. It's like, why do I have to go home? I don't want to go home. Why does the day last so short? But I guess that's a huge mechanic of the game. So, and the energy in the beginning is just absurd. It's so absurd. But you have to feel that in order to feel rewarded later on when you get some, you know, you upgrade your energy somehow. And I get it. I get it. But it's annoying. <laughs> I like MMOs when you can just mine whenever you want. Yeah. Can, but uh, I, you, I think you... it's a good game. I think it's a good game. Long story short, I think it's a good game. Um, after I got the right crops and, you know, um, you know, start doing quests, um, you think you can speed that up with the multiplayer? Yeah, you can. Get, get you can. two so farmers to the point faster that you than can one. Gauge it. You can say, okay, I only want seventy-five percent of the money you would get from crops, ah. and then the price 
prices inside stores will also go up. Um, but no, I don't want that. Hell no. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I want to experience the game how it was. Um, just with two people. But yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's a good game. Um, I, I, it's a lot of extra time. So if you don't have extra time, don't play this game. Because if you like it, then you're going to be on it. And you're going to want to do one more day, then one more day, then one more day. And that will be the end of you. It's a time sink. It's I a think very, uh, it's a time sink for how sure. How long the beat has it at something like 80 hours, which yeah. has me surprising. So, okay, how, how do you actually even beat Stardew Valley? Because I got far enough to marry someone, and then I was good. I felt um, I felt complete after that. How many that. years did you do? Oh, God, I don't know. Two? Two? So, so you reached winter twice? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because, like... You have to reach, you have to do three years just to see, just to do that note thing. And I haven't, I've never, I haven't done it yet. I haven't even done one year yet. I'm at, I'm about wow. to be in winter. Oh man, but, I'm going to get loads of money. All this cranberries I'm harvesting. It's so good. Um, but in order to, to get all the way through all those years, like you just have to sit and either wait or actually find something to fill that time with. And I think that's the... The question that had me stopping like i had a good personal player driven quest going of of getting the marriage set up which required a whole bunch of little steps i wanted to fill the community center out i thought that might be how you actually beat it but if it's if it's waiting for the the timer to tick down that's uh, oh, the uneventful did you do the community center yeah, yeah, I, I got a lot of it filled out, too. There were a few rooms where some seasonal-specific fish yeah. Were, yeah. were probably the hardest That's things to track down. part of the end game for sure, I think. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I, I think anything, I, think I might this, have been like, going you have through it every fast. hole, really. I don't, I don't know what the end is, but I know that there's, like, certain things, like, I think reaching, like, that third year, probably, what that note says, and then filling out the community center is probably, like, around there i haven't but seen I think credits the end game is probably whenever you want it to be exactly that's to. been my logic so so long as i have a nice stable household with the with the nice stable family on the farm i feel like that's the that's the real stardew valley that was inside of us all along <laughs> and uh yeah I, I think it's good i think it's good i think it's good um what about you guys um not Liam. <laughs> I've been playing Elder Scrolls. Your your um your Magic the Gathering is my Elder Scrolls. I just play I like a lot how it's of, gathering. Like, I, 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 it's just it, it, it's just got better. It's just got better. Like it feels like I'm actually playing Magic, whereas during the beta it felt more like I was playing Hearthstone and I was playing like a meta that I had to conform to because it didn't have a lot of magic sets uh. in it. So it felt a lot more restricted, whereas now it has like a lot of the sets, it has a lot of the cards, I have like a big collection, I understand it better, it works better, and it, yeah, it just feels like I'm playing Magic. You have to it's pay great. money? It's like my, I have, I have bought one thing that cost me $5 that was the intro pack that just gave me like a shit ton of gems for free. Oh. And I used it to draft once, and since then I've won enough games that I don't have to spend any money and i basically like the new set that came out the war of the spark set i've almost got like most of the cards i want for that from that set to build the deck i wanted and Man. um 
Yeah, no, I, it's 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 a pretty fad from how I feel. I don't know people who play it normally, but you know I don't play online games that much. You'll have like a you know like one of these live service games that people go live to, like you know your sort of Path of Exile, sort of addiction. Yeah, like I very rarely go back and play stuff a lot, but you know it seems to, you know I'll play at least one game of Magic a day. I'll do my dailies and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I'm enjoying it. If anybody plays Magic. Arena, send me an email. I'll play a game with you. I'll, if anyone plays Elder Scrolls, probably not this podcast. <laughs> are you are you still playing? Yeah, are you still playing? I quite like it actually. It's it's not bad. Oh, I'm just have you bought a subscription? I'm just I'm just sitting there playing. Have you bought a subscription? Huh? Have you bought a subscription? No. <laughs> you. <laughs> it has a crafting this bag. Is the- that's it this has is a the, this bag. is this this is the maple story. No, it has a crack moment. No, 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 no. It's again. not the maple story. I don't use those loot boxes. I never buy loot boxes. <laughs> um, have, I've never bought a loot box, ever. That's that's good, right? That's that's a good thing to say. I, it's probably how, normal. How much is the subscription? I think it's probably normal. How much is the subscription? Huh? How much is how much is it's the subscription? It's a regular price, fifteen. But it, it, what I. The reason why I get it is because you get a crafting bag, um, which puts all your crafting items in there. Or um, if you don't have it, it fills up your bag immediately. <laughs> so you have to have like a mule, like another character to toss all your crafting stuff in. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That's that's like the one. So you spent. So essentially, you spent fifteen dollars on a bag. Yes, just not a real bag. Well, I mean, you get crowns and stuff every every month, but mostly I bought it for the bag <laughs> because I need I need that convenience <laughs> or I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I wanna I wanna get through it. Um, and I'm and you the crafting is actually pretty cool. So um, nice. Yeah. Uh, How about you, George? Made any bad mistakes? Uh. I don't know how bad it'll turn out to be, but um, I'm uh, doing that thing again where I'm playing Nintendo 64 games in VR this week. Topic for a video I have coming out is going to be that uh, Breath of the Wild VR mode compared to, to Dolphin 3D, old old Zelda games in VR mode. And that popping in Breath of the Wild to play it with the Labo VR headset has had... it. it Things snowballed, one thing led to another, and before you know it, I'm now a good six to eight hours in on a new playthrough on the Switch. And, uh, wow, that game feels different without the time pressure to review it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, re-experiencing it with, with different mental priorities. Downtime is no longer such a, like, alarmist issue, because I... I don't need to power through stuff really fast to get it done. Yeah, no, Breath of the Wild's a lot more fun if if for, for me if I know ahead of time not to not to spend a bunch of time going through shrines all the time, not to uh get deep down the hole that is the sledge uh, sledgehammer golf outside of Woodland Stables 
Um, not not chase after Korok seeds too much. Breath of the Wild seems a lot more better if 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 I'm rushing the main quest and consciously stopping myself if I'm getting distracted by stuff off of it. It's God, that game. The first few hours of it, when you're also playing the 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 tough economy game side of it, is just like wonderfully paced and and. Uh, balanced, difficult adventuring, like like this the part of the game where you you take one hit KOs from from bad guys that are outside your level, and you actually have to plan around for it and buff yourself up regularly and juggle the very intricate timings of when your potions tick down to zero so that you got to do a new one. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, and it's reminding me that I really wish that they they had a proper hard mode on for this Zelda like the, the hero mode in uh in Link Between Worlds just Don't um, they have that? They have that. Well well it's it's a little different. The the hero mode in in other Zelda games will will increase damage and health for enemies. In this one it makes enemy health regenerate. And you also have to buy it as DLC and that's primarily what's keeping me from playing with it. But I imagine that it it makes this the, the the weapon sponginess kind of exacerbate itself because if you remember it does not take a whole lot of hits for your swords to break and uh, some some reviewers like Jim Sterling were just like never able to adapt to that kind of playstyle and I'm wondering what the playstyle looks like if you ramp that up a notch further and have enemies with regenerating health having you go through weapon after weapon after weapon. Cause I'm I'm still noticing some weak links in the system. One, hey, uh, puns. One one being that you don't have a, a solid melee attack with unlimited ammo to fall back on. You have the the bombs, which 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 seem like an inelegant fallback for a system that is going to have your real weapons breaking a whole lot. And it's also still, even though I'm able to appreciate the downtime better than before, it's so slow. Um, it slowed the progress. Yeah, yeah. It's and and the level scaling, the world. It takes a hell of a long time to get from A to B if you don't have a horse, Oof. and you don't have a horse often because they don't have a lot of uh, the, the the system for carrying your horse around with you requires some some check-in stops if you fast travel to the other side of the map and there's a lot of time still spent just sprinting in one direction to 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 the background and i'm 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 happy that i'm having a lot of more fun with it than last time but it still seems seems weird to me that this game picked up on the way it did when the the pacing is so incredibly like, like, I wonder how... If Red Dead Redemption 2 is supposed to be slow... Oh, it's and, slow. And the, the, the N- Nintendo polished, like, like uh, gratifying, responsive, smooth Zelda is slow by my standards. I'm wondering how I'm going to be able to handle that. Yeah, no, if you think Breath of the Wild is slow, then I don't think you'll be able to play Red Dead yeah. Redemption at all. Dude, you'd be like... Oh my god, why can't he walk faster inside the camp? Yeah, it's... it's you can go you can go to the end boss in Zelda whenever you like. Yeah. yeah. This one, you have to play through the story. <laughs> and it's long and slow. I uh, have a hell of a lot of respect for for the stuff they did in... in and and the combat and then the chemistry engine and everything there's there's still cool tricks to discover when when playing breath of the wild but i still can't 
get over just how stretched out the map feels sometimes. Like like how, how it is kind of an MMO world and in that aspect of its design. Man, the first few hours of that game are, are great though, because of the difficulty curve. Anyways. It's 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 well, fun I'm glad going you're back. Enjoying it more. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad definitely enjoying it. it more. But I still don't know if I'm gonna stick with it long enough to finish it a second time. I, uh, I I feel like I'm just seeing the the height of that curve oh, once again. The the diminishing returns. The first few days with that game are fantastic, but but it's after you notice the repetition and things that most things in life start to start to follow the law of diminishing returns. You got me thinking of Red Dead Redemption again, and like basically the the story is what you play for. You don't really play for the combat. The combat is just kind of there, right? Um, what you remember from Red Dead Redemption is not the combat. Maybe like lassoing and stuff like that. The combat in Breath and, of the Wild's better than I remember it. Man, oh, you got, you got some Breath good of the moves. Wild's crazy. Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen some of those things people do? You can but, counter the the goblins that they throw at you, and and like freezing them and tossing them around. It, it's and, nuts. And it's I nuts. always I always found the weapon switching fun. I never never had a problem with that. I never do it. <laughs> I don't like it. I guess I was lazy at the time to do it. I feel like I would do it now. It, it feels I don't know fun why it to, now, but to, to ragdoll a camp full of goblins, swoop in out of nowhere, set a stick on fire, throw it at one person, pull a pull a sword out of a different pocket and slap a different person with it. That feels fun. You feel like you're 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 John Link Wick sometimes with Breath of the Wild combat. <laughs> oh man, John Wick is I'm coming okay out with it, this but... week. I love those movies. I love those movies. Good anyway. action. I'm okay. Movies. I'm okay with the. I'm okay with the degradation of the weapons. It just happens way too fast. Like do it over an extensive period of time. <laughs> it's okay. So just yeah. It's not that quick. weapons degrade not too a, fast. Not as quick as of the Transportation on foot, especially, is way too slow. And there should be a way. There should be a way. One thing that is clearly. People get attached to certain weapons and certain items. There should be a way to repair them. There should be a way to, like, if you like an item, even if it's hard to do so, and you have to go to, like, a certain vendor or something. Blacksmith. Just, just like... Just trade, trade all those It gets to a point where you can't pick up spears anymore because they're so shit at the point you are in the game that good weapons, when they come along, you should be able to go and at least for that moment repair them once before they break again. There should be an incentive to do that, but it's not in there. But it also gives it you, that would give you something to spend rupees on, because this is still not, yeah, they, they, they don't exactly have like like a full-featured economy going on, even though there's way more flow into and out of your inventory in this Zelda than any others in the franchise. I, I, um, I, Right. What, what I was saying about Red Dead Redemption is that I would have loved to, to see like, uh, like Gears of War's combat inside <laughs> Red Chainsaw Dead Redemption. It's just like just ridiculous. Just like being able to do sh um, actual cover combat. Good. It, that's I haven't met a game. I haven't played a game who has been able to do it properly. Being able to slide out of combat really quickly and blast somebody across the screen. 
I want that. I want that. <laughs> yeah. You you and I played Vanquish, I think, one night before. No. You're thinking of another black friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you and I should play Vanquish sometime. <laughs> I need to play Vanquish, uh, for sure. <laughs> I need to. I need to play a lot of uh, old uh, Platinum games. This is... <laughs> This is way funnier for Liam than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, what's... I, what, there, two things. One, Matt's comment about you having another black friend. And two, the fact that that was so normal to Matt that Matt just carried on the other <laughs> the conversation. I was anyway. about to say, like, for some reason, I'm not questioning this thing like you are. <laughs> I, just, I just find it hilarious that you confuse Matt with your other well, black no, friend. No, I'm sure that... I, honest, think I don't it, think there is another black friend. Most of the other there have are... been a few. <laughs> they gotta remember they never stay long gotta, enough. Matt, <laughs> to be fair to I'm the to, guy who stays. Matt, as we've as we found out on this podcast, Matt, remember George is colorblind. I, I live in Atlanta. God damn. There's, there's, there's only there can only be one black friend in a sea of white men. Let's just be honest, right? Like the, <laughs> I went to elementary school with like. Is George the white friend in the sea of black men? <laughs> I went to elementary school where the demographics had white people in the minority. It was it was fine. Elementary school. <laughs> yeah, around 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 like there was high, there was middle school, there's high school, there's college, there's there's after college. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the break. That's the break. <laughs> We're broken. 27 banks in three years. Everybody pray! Anything to catch the perfect wave. I'm not a crook! Patrick Swayze. Man, it makes me think twice about putting money in the bank these days. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. So you think I joined the FBI to learn to surf? Point break. Adios, amigo! Hello, and welcome back to the Dad and Sons podcast. We're here to deliver the news in your ears. Some, some kind of news. We're going to make your ears wet. Yeah, so there's, the there's, there's a follow-up. New, new juicy bits about Randy Pitchford's <laughs> flashy tricks. We need to have like a Randy Pitchford and David Cage swear job at this point. <laughs> Can there be like a Randy Pitchford audio cue? There you go. So what's going to cue the Randy Pitchford music this week is that we have uh, further details from an interview from Newsweek about the particulars of the alleged physical assault that we had spoken about last week in which uh, David Eddings, the voice actor, behind claptrap the the unwitting voice actor apparently who was actually more of a, a vp business role doing voice acting stuff on the side um he he now says that this incident over physical assault involved him whispering to randy pitchford at the the marriott lobby at gdc 2017 about another employee potentially another employee um wanting to sell the company 
uh, uh, Randy got mad, um, but but D- David Eddings refused to say which employee in particular was was getting these rumblings going. And which point Randy then quote shoved the fuck out of him while he was on the balls of his feet trying to whisper. <laughs> he knocked me back four steps. I believed I caught him in a deception. He uh, also shared images with Newsweek showing that his ribs had apparently been bruised from from this allegedly bruised from this alleged incident. And uh, yeah, what? I, what? what? Again, like, I I know that there was some petty some bullshit. there there was some trepidation about why why we should cover Randy Pitchford for another week. I feel this is why the bruised wi- ribs. That's crossing a line. That's that's wholly unprofessional, even by video game scandal standards. And this is also something that I feel could posit a lot of challenges in the future in terms of how video games as an industry are going to overcome the hits to their reputation that so many of their bosses and workplace practices and workplace cultures have been contributing to over the past couple of years. Isn't it also a bit dickish to be like whispering to somebody who owns a company in their ear that somebody wants to sell the company but then not telling who? Especially if you're not attached to that company anymore. Well, I don't know if he got fired before or after this incident, but it's a lot more dickish to shove the person and bruise their ribs. Well, now he's alleging that Randy did, quote-unquote, in fact, rage-fire him. Intriguing. And, uh, yeah, I I don't don't know if you can really really pin this on David Uh, Eddings here. Yeah, I... So this is what David is saying, right? Yeah, the yeah. Bruised ribs and stuff. Uh, okay, he has he has pictures a... of bruised ribs. Okay, okay. Um, damn that. I I was for David, and then now I'm not. I don't know if w- David wait, was what? suing or anything, but I was for his like. Damn, that sucks. That sucks for David now. I'm not, I don't feel bad for David anymore. Wait, I, are you confused? Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. David's the one with the bruised ribs. Is he actually? Is allegedly. Allegedly. He, he also sounds like he was probably being a bit of a dick. I mean, Randy Pitchford obviously has issues. That guy is... Yeah. From he shouldn't what, have pushed him. What is unfolding? He's a monster. But <laughs> it also sounds like... In some way, this guy... Is one he wasn't telling the truth in the beginning. He made it out like it was a full-on assault, like in a hotel, and they 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 have never they haven't spoken to each other since. Like right, yes, it, it, true, true. To, and it was like four years ago, but now when he's pressed to explain well, the two details years ago, further, two years, like now he's expressed to explain the details a little further. Yeah, he's kind of like, oh yeah, the, I was just whispering in his ear, and he pushed me away, kind of thing. I had a bruised rib or something. If he hit the floor of a marble hotel lobby room, then that could happen. Yes, yes. If that did happen, then fair enough. But it does sound like I don't know, like it. Yeah, it does. 
I don't know if it was like Randy just literally knocking him to the ground. It does sound like this guy was uh, obviously doing something provocative. What? Like trying to get a reaction out of Randy. Yeah, like trying to. Yeah, if, yeah exactly. You're, like trying to. If you you're, you're talking to a guy who's uh, he's he's thinks he's powerful or whatever, and it's very easy to get a reaction. Then, if you say something in his ear, he's, you're probably going to get a reaction. You know, if he's like, doing stuff like whispering, whisper on a normal basis, isn't it like a, yeah. you know, whispering to someone like "aha," like I think that this is going to do. I've heard things about this, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Like, kind of sounds like that guy, especially if those guys already had some issues between them, which it sounds like they already yeah. did, because this David guy was in a high-ranking position anyway. If he's like spreading rumors and he's like, "Oh, someone's gonna sell the company," but I'm not gonna tell you who. It does sound like he's trying to provoke a reaction, or he's at least trying to anger him in some way. Well, I think the other aspect to the story is is that he didn't know who, and there are also two other sources who back him up. Mm. You initially said he didn't tell him who. Yeah. Not that. Not that he didn't know. Sure. It sounds like he knew, but he wasn't gonna tell him. Okay, someone is trying to sell bitch. So, someone's trying to sell Gearbox. Edding says, mentioning Richardson. Uh, Richardson being someone who appeared to Eddings in the lobby. They they don't clarify whether or not that's the person who sold, who was trying to sell Gearbox, or if they even know. And physical salt is not an appropriate reaction to that kind of social interaction, anyways. Yeah. Oh, no, no, of course not. Like, as me and Matt have said, Randy Pitchford, of course, is just not a nice person in many ways. But it does feel like the full story... I'm not entirely sympathetic towards David if he was trying to provoke a reaction in the first place, which is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, when, Eddings refused, ultimately when Eddings refused to share his source, Pitchford got angry. Things escalated quickly from there. Quote, he shoved the fuck out of me while I'm on the balls of my feet trying to whisper. He knocked me back four steps. I believe I caught him in a deception, Eddings said. He shared images with Newsweeks that he claims were taken shortly after the altercation that appear to show minor bruising on his ribs. Uh, Eddings claimed that at least two people had witnessed the incident, Mario Kroll and Gearbox founder Lanton Montgomery. Um, Kroll can't verify it. I was with him before and after, but had to step away to tend to one of my clients. Uh, Montgomery supports Eddings' story. Quote, David leaned up to whisper something to Randy, and out of the blue, Randy shoves him hard, he told Newsweek. It's it's so hard to have an opinion of it about these stories because you, you just don't know the full story there's so much here so little so much yeah. little things that's gonna be like history behind it yeah. like i can just picture it in my head like him trying to whisper something to randy like to provoke him or they're in the hotel or it could have so been the opposite it could have well, been the why why does that like, even oh, matter man, the, I, I, i've been trying you know the story begins and ends with the bruised ribs allegedly right it, two so years ago, he took a picture that of the ribs. Confirmed. Yeah, wouldn't you? I, I guess you don't say anything. You just you just take it. I no, he's because, saying stuff right you, now. Yeah, but he got to, rage fired, right? Why not say it then? If you took well, pictures it's of part it, of a lawsuit now. Oh man! But he only brought it up because of the claptrap voice thing. So it sounds like oh, now oh, that's he's a the, bit butthurt. Okay. So now he's trying to 
get back at him. Like, like, well, and also I, physically I, it, hurt on his ribs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years ago, like Matt is pointing out, like if he took pictures at the time and he was like he was ready to do very something. adamant that he got assaulted, like he was ready to do something. Why, why, why now? Why now when the claptrap yeah. thing? Because like, when dealing like, with abusive personalities, you have to pick and choose your battles in order to not put yourself in more danger on the way there. Yeah, but he's doing it now. <laughs> yeah, which. But he was he was willing to go back and record stuff is if he got better than money. a lot of other cases in which stories of abuse have surfaced decades after the fact. Oh yeah, like the abuse thing goes without saying. Like, uh, but this Randy is a push. Pitchford is obviously <laughs> just not a good guy, right? But I do feel like it was probably he was getting provoked in a sense and he pushed this guy away and obviously way too freaking hard in a moment of reaction. Like, they're in a hotel. Like, why is he whispering in his ear? Like, it does seem a bit fishy, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. the The bruised ribs definitely seem very, very shady to to me. I, I would not trust someone who uh, has, has the potential to bruise my ribs... <laughs> You're very black and white on this issue there, George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, physical this, assault. Which is not usually you. Nice gray area right here. No, this. no, yeah. there's no gray for physical assault for me. I'm not I'm not going to be listening but to you, both sides if one side has photographs of bruised ribs and a witness testimony. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's talk about something happier. Like Final Fantasy 7. Maybe not so happy. <laughs> Maybe not so happy. Um, what do you think about it, guys? And guys, <clears throat> it looks pretty. It's it, fine. It, it look, <laughs> it's product. Products coming out. People are gonna buy product. The churns of the gears that oppress us will will turn as slowly and painfully as they typically do. <laughs> I think everyone forgot that this is gonna be just episode one. <laughs> Episode one take all solely in place in Midgar because that's what it looks like. Oh god! Uh, or is it, episode it has to one be just this the one. First if mission? it's not this one, then because this one is the only one I want to play. To be honest, they didn't really show anything more from when they announced it, apart from like Edith and like. I'm gonna play the game, flowers. not watch cutscenes. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that they didn't make uh, Barrett any any less black than the translator made him twenty years ago. People are really pissed off about that. Really, right. that he's yeah that he's this character, he's Mr. T, token <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are like, hey, we've oh wait, this. no, like, I know why. No, Barrett, this is a remake. This is yeah. Not, well, I guess uh, technically remake does. Because in that line, but still, like, th th this is a translation thing. Because when they were translating it 20 years ago with way shittier standards than people have now, the translator did use Mr. T as a like pop cultural character reference for a character mm -hmm. who looks like Mr. T, but in the original Japanese yeah. script might not have been written to sound like Mr. T. Well, it's not even that. It's just the fact that the script will have been completely rewritten. It will use the same things. Like, people have already used the scene of in the remake of Cloud getting the flower from Aerith to, to compare it to what it was originally like, and there's a lot lost from that. You know, so the script's going to be completely rewritten because it's not just a lot of text boxes anymore. It looks like 
and a lot of it will be like cutscenes instead. So there is a lot they could have done, but I guess, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have. I'm a, fine. Looks fine. On Barrett. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't it looks care. Like they're just going with the Advent Children Barrett. I, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> If you if like you want Advent to Children origi- Barrett was like, just like original, to yo boy, stuff, let's go. I don't care. Like they're not making it more black. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wearing like I don't know stereotypical. He looks um, like a f- saggy pants, you know. And his gun Matt, is not actually on his arm. It's like I don't know. On Matt, his, would you agree that he looks like a muscular pants. version of Blade? Huh? Say good. He looks like a muscular version of Blade. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, really, he was he was a, a terrible stereotypical character before. He's gonna be that now. <laughs> I'm I'm reading through the original script right now. The the Barrett lines do have a lot of shortened words with apostrophes at the end. Uh. I don't know though. So far, the worst one I'm seeing is um, um, the planet's dying, Cloud. <laughs> I remember it, it being way worse than this. <laughs> I remember his his lines having bleepity bleeps. Bloopity bloops. Yeah, remember all the punctuation they threw in. I, my image of Barrett has com- been completely just clouded over by Advent Children Barrett. Yeah. Most of my character, most of my character references yeah. for Final Fantasy VII have been erased by Advent Children, sure. and yeah. now I just, I just remember that version. And now when I look at the remake, I'm just like, oh yeah, they're just making a game with the with the models from Advent Children. Yeah. When we blow this place, this ain't gonna be nothing more than a hunk of junk. Cloud, you set the bomb. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from hunker junk, that's a pretty normal sentence. Right, right. This Barrett in this translation is a lot more mild than the one I remember. Yeah, I think they did, like, stereotype him up a bit more for Advent Children when he had a voice. Anyways. Yeah. It looks fine. I mean, it's not going to come out for, like, 30 (laughs) years, so (laughs) it'll be fine. My my emotional investment. The worse it gets... Is, is really? that, is, oh, you think it's one of those? It's most games. Oh, the. What I typically been told is is that the the Nomura era is the one that has a lot of these things getting caught in development hell. I mean, you got to remember there was there was there were Final Fantasy games coming out pretty regularly every two or three years mm-hmm. up until the PlayStation Three era when when budgets got out of proportion. It's really funny you bring this up, actually, because remember I was saying to you, George, earlier about like a, a something interesting I did last night. Mm-hmm. Last um, night. Last night, for some reason, uh, you, do you remember me telling you about our little uh, Taco Tuesdays here in Kyoto? Yeah, yeah, at uh, so at uh, K-Pasa. At K-Pasa, wow, you remember? That's amazing. Big up to K-Pasa. Uh, for some reason, somebody brought along the. Uh, Art director for Final Fantasy 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, 2. Oh, the belt and zipper man? No, that, that's that's Nomura. Nomura's the belt and zipper, dude. 
This is the guy who did like uh, the character design for Lightning and helped and was like the uh, senior director for Final Fantasy XII's artwork with Amano. Ca like he has like if you look at the, the cover art for Final Fantasy XII. No, his name is Isamu. Uh, Isamu. What's his second name? Kamiko Kuro, baby. Isamu Kamiko. Kamehameha. I can't. I can't remember <laughs> fully what his name is. Oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, Isamu Kamiko Kuro. Yeah, I was right. So he was the uh, art director for those games, and he was just randomly there yesterday, um, talking to everybody about Final Fantasy Twelve. Very intriguing. Well, a coincidence or well. more? Hmm. Uh, you decide. <laughs> um. Uh, in in your experience developing games, have uh, you ever seen anyone who you might have suspected could have developed a actual diagnosable case of post traumatic stress disorder from their time on the development team? Um, I've seen people have mental breakdowns. Yikes. For sure. Yikes. I've seen people who just can't, just can't come to work. And they seem like normal people, like, you know, when you talk to them outside of work, but just the idea of coming in and actually doing the work or being in the office. Yeah, you can get inside your own head and you start to, like, yeah, your breathing just, starts to you, change. Yeah, you, and, yeah, yeah, you start having panic attacks and stuff like that. I've, I've seen that happen yeah. during crunch. Uh, Kotaku has a piece up featuring a couple of, of anonymous reviews and one named review from um, people at NetherRealm Studios who are saying that they... And this is also another interesting question that you might be able to shed some light on. For referential materials for making the fatalities and, and x-ray moves, they actually apparently do watch a lot of real-life violent content. Oh, no. Yeah. This is really strange because I read this article and I was like, thinking back to an Ed Boon interview I listened to with, I think it was Game Informer where they do that 101 questions thing where they fire rapid fire answer people, uh, rapid fire questions at them. It's a really interesting series, but there was one with Ed Boon before Mortal Kombat 11 came out and they asked him about the violence and he was going on about how it has to be like, hyper -com like comical and has to be like so far removed from like reality like the idea of like using kung lao's hat to slice people in half is not something that really could happen right stuff that breaks the physical boundaries even though like the detail of the human is proportionally correct but the idea of the that violence is so overly comical that nobody could like reenact it or try it or it could be referenced in a real world so it's really weird for me to hear him say that but then think about making like your staff reference like i don't know whether it was a choice for these people to reference this stuff or for them or it, it was like assigned to them as a task that they have to refer like reference like watching real world hangings and beheadings and violence and stuff like that that's just like beyond what's okay this am, am, I, am I naive to think like, why make a game where you have to lie? I, I am I am I missing something? Am I? I guess when you're bigger, you have to 
do some crazy stuff. Or, or they're or they're, or they're just so far removed, right? Like they're just so far removed from what actually happens day to day. Like fair play to Rockstar, I didn't have to watch like gun violence for my my work on GTA Five. I didn't have to like embrace myself in gang culture to understand truly what yeah, like, gun violence uh, is, which made a game. The the quote like, at the end of the paragraph is the scary part was always the point at which new people on the project got used to it, and I definitely hit that point. And I don't think they're 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 pinning this stuff on Ed Boon. It could have been a, a practice that organically evolved among the artists themselves. But this also does remind me of a similar story happening before with Capcom and Resident Evil. Apparently, the iconic shot and remake of of a zombie peering over its shoulder to look at the camera comes from an actual photo of an actual murder victim, and that always weighed on the artists heavily. And this. That's not something you hear about often. Like that's something like between now 2019 and that game coming out in 2001. That's an 18-year gap. So I don't know how frequently this is actually utilized as a practice. But if that's I mean, the case, it should be very disclaimed better for people on job applicants. They should be able to. I mean, bring everything it up. is reference, right? Like everything is reference. Like you don't just make stuff out of thin air, right? Everything is reference. Every piece of art, every environment in a video game, everything is is a reference to something. They have taken concept art and that has been developed from looking at other things and then they've made it in a game so it for the intricate details of the human anatomy that features in mortal Kombat, i understand that they would have to look at human bodies at a very in-depth level and understand where everything is and that kind of thing and like what it looks like when it's cut in half but the and I can understand some people might, like artists who are squeamish or stuff like that would suffer with that, which uh, then they shouldn't be doing that kind of work, which is fair enough. But what shouldn't be happening is thinking that this violence in Mortal Kombat, which is completely unrealistic, to reference real-world violence, we should make people, like, watch sick videos about, like, gore and stuff like that to get a reference is just wrong. That's that's completely different to thinking. Oh, we need an, an uh, like a, I, you know a science book textbook I, reference of what a body looks like. Yeah, I, I, it's it's strange because some people do like to watch this stuff. Um, Matt says from experience. No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't know something about it. I remember when I was a kid, there was this website called Rotten.com that had like the headers and stuff like that, and I couldn't do it. I hated this stuff. The live leak of back in the day. Yeah, I. That was it. That was it. My two girls, one cup. The 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 one man, one jar stuff (laughs) that died because the jar broken. Yeah, like I, I. That was it for me. After that phase, yeah, like, I was done. I'm, um, and I hate them, but I'm the opposite where my morbid curiosity makes me watch them anyway because they just seem so unreal. Like, it's such an unreal thing to me, mm. even though it is, you know, realistic. It's just something you do not see. I just, so for, even though I despise them and I hate them, like, my body, my brain, as soon as I see, like, a tagline that is, like, ISIS beheading, you're like... I don't want to click on this, but I, I'm going to anyway. It's like, ah, ah, stop it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I get it. And I, I don't know if it should be mandatory. If people already watch that stuff and it helps them with their thing and they want to, 
whatever. They're they're oh, yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, it shouldn't that should be, be entirely a choice. It shouldn't be forced. Uh, yeah, <sighs> just always seemed easier for me to imagine the the moral dilemma between uh, that stuff being available and it not coming down to the question of whether or not like police officers, medical professionals, uh, 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 soldiers, and judges and prosecutors probably might you know have reason to watch this stuff. Video game developers. Don't That's not what yeah, what my yeah, brain yeah. comes to in terms of of being able to justifiably argue why you have a collection of of uh, of, of gruesome medical textbook photos like lying around you, the house. If you like Shinji Mikami, if you're Shinji Mikami and you're making Resident Evil because you're fascinated by horror movies and you're into that kind of thing, and you want to use that as your own reference for that, that's fine. That is fine. If that is what your reference is, and you want to make it look as realistic as possible, that's fine. But what you can't do is then force your own staff... I mean, it would happen in Japan, because Japan's work culture is completely freaking broken anyway, but it sh you should not be like asking an artist, I want you to look at this video link I've just sent you, and I want you to model a head cut in half like So this. much of the problem like, is trying to figure out how voluntary a lot of these practices really are, and how much of it is a pressure that in practice might not be voluntary, but is at least said in the paperwork to be voluntary. Well, yeah, exactly. Once again, it's not really a, a black and white issue, it's a well, did this person initially sign up to do this? And they were like, I can do this, I can handle it, and then didn't. And then they developed problems and stuff like that. Or was this a mandatory thing, like Matt said? It, it, it was it was, the, it was different. Like, the, what they were talking about in the Kotaku article was, like, not the same thing I've kind of seen. Like, the thing I've just seen is work has broken people. Hmm. It, due to overwork. Yeah, I was wondering if stress. at Rockstar they had, like, videos of people getting shot in order to figure out how the gunplay should work. I imagine some people have gone to, like, firing wow. ranges and stuff like that, no doubt. Well, th but, that, know, that's different see, like, from actors... the, there being actual yeah. victims. Yeah. Exactly, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, you see actors going to, like, survival training and stuff like that, but it's 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 still fake. Yeah, they, not... they consented to, to the damage. That's... Yeah, whereas, like, forcing your artist to watch, like, ISIS beheadings in the desert to know how a head comes off is not... Well, okay, we, we got we got some fun quotes. A, an anonymous developer says fun that quotes. They, they saw a therapist because they could not get to sleep because of extremely graphic dreams that were very violent, that the therapist diagnosed them with PTSD. Fun oh. quotes begin with, quote... You'd walk around the office, and one guy would be watching hangings on YouTube. Another guy would be looking at pictures of murder victims. Someone what? else would yeah. be watching yeah. a video of a cow being slaughtered. And then oh, the scary part was always the point at which new people would get used to it, and I definitely hit that point. Um, they, they also expressed doubt at questioning this in the very first place, and I can imagine this being the knee-jerk response from the, the gamers' rights crowd. Mortal Kombat is... it's Mortal Kombat. You start to yeah, feel well, that's, the thing. that's that's the other thing, right? It's, if you're going to work at Netherrealm, you that is the uh, that is the other side of the argument. Whereas you knew what you were getting into, right? But it's not that, I'd, I'd imagine it's, if anything, they would have like little visible man models and, and, and anatomical diagrams <laughs> instead of murder exactly, victims. Exactly, exactly. You are right. And from what like Ed Boon has been saying about like they try and remove it so far away from being realistic violence, so it's not like that then why is everybody looking at hangings and, and slaughtering cows and stuff like that? That just shouldn't be happening. It should be imaginary. And uh, then 
I, I, I like this next scary, fun quote because it, it digs at how a lot of those reactionary arguments are basically self-anxiety manifested into words. You start to feel like an idiot for thinking about what the impact of working on that game has been yourself. Other people I've talked to have been like, I know what I'm working on, I know what I've gotten myself into here, and then you start to blame yourself for being shitty or weak or spineless. And, and yeah, I can imagine that that self-doubt, the self-anxiety, and the depression over the work that you're doing, man, amplified by that work having to be done in a shitty environment where people are looking at pictures of real people whose bodies have been destroyed, uh, uh, manifesting into an inability to sleep. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I don't... Wow, I, I I feel like I have an extreme opinion about this one. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's right or wrong, to be honest. I'm looking at it as holy hell. <laughs> all the developer All the developer remembers getting during the interview process was a verbal heads up in which uh, the interviewer noted that they were working on a Mortal Kombat game. The work could be, quote, a little violent, quote. <sighs> Oh it's, no, it's just, another coworker can't look at his dog anymore cuz he just sees guts inside of it. Oh. Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> Should I be laughing? This is the weird thing. Like if you think about it, like a lot of people are going to be listening to this laughing cuz they picture Mortal Kombat and like you're not going to lose any sleep over what you've seen in Mortal Kombat. No. But that's not the point. The point is like the 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 shit that these people have had to reference is real life crap. And when you are, you can disassociate yourself from Mortal Kombat. You don't look at like Scorpion having his entrails pulled out and be like, oh my god, my own belly, pangs. But if you watch like a, a like you know like a snuff video or something terrible, you can phantom feel that yeah. because your brain is like, watch movies, that's man. real. That's scary. Watch those gross B movies and yeah. Those, yeah. Watch Robocop. Whatever your brain man. associates with being real <laughs> can be scary. Everyone should watch Robocop. I think I get more squeamish with the fatalities in Mortal Kombat than I do with Mortal Co- eh, than I do with more than I do with Robocop, because it's easier for my mind to picture like cutting and slicing on my fingers sensation than it is getting shot. I don't know what getting shot is supposed to feel like at all. Yeah. So so like like the squibbies and the GTA. broken glass and RoboCop <laughs> phase off of me. The the slices and the dismembering and yeah, I worked in a cooking school for six years. I cut my fingers a lot. I don't. I I think I think I, I I'm squeamish about that. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like anything like fucking with my body. Well, I. Ugh. I. I. You're right, Liam. You know it is. Another realm, I, I just feel like they should probably <laughs> use. Oh yeah, they should probably use another way because yeah, it's totally obviously agree. affecting like it their be staff. Imaginary. And I, yeah. I I feel like this is I have to say this, it, even though it's common sense. Happy staff equals a better product. Happy staff. Why do people I, not I, understand I don't, that yet? I don't know. I don't know because the products <laughs> we don't consume know. don't feel like they're made by humans. Yeah. Why do people hire PR departments? Like, just have happy people. <laughs> like, I wonder if these places have HR. Do HR work? Do they work? Or 
you know, like how many of you had retail jobs? Because those are the same thing. H- they the, do not care. The HR people They'll just replace you. The HR people in NetherRealm are too busy watching hangings to uh, take your requests. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oof. I, I can't imagine going into work some... and watching something I don't want to. Like that, something that graphic. Yeah. I'm like, yo, um, I get it. Okay, Matt. So we're gonna film. We're gonna film this. It's a it's a scene with two women and a cup. No. I want you to watch this video as reference. No, not again. I do force people to watch it, though. Two girls, one cup. It doesn't. It doesn't you're make me part, scree- you're screamish part, at all. You're a part. You're a part of the problem. <laughs> I'm like, you haven't watched it? Great. Let's watch that. And they're like, <laughs> oh, this is porn, though. I'm like, Let's keep watching. <laughs> yeah. You, it's you'll the perfect wish, you thing. Wish. Like, the I, ending I, off the date is the perfect way. You'll, so I you'll wish I just want to let you guys know that the ve- that you've never watched it. I I've I've watched like goddamn two seconds of it before slamming the laptop shut and walking out of the room. Um, our, our first embarrassment. Our first listener question from Jamie P is all about bodily sensations and feeling them with your mind before you feel them oh, wow. for real. Let's let's dive Jamie into P. that. Then. So, if you would like to send us some questions, thoughts, suggestions, and uh, topics, and ideas on how to get audience participation segments uh, uh, blossoming into some weirder ideas, we're about to roll out some new formats soon, and, and would also be uh, open to to hearing some some fan suggestions on what kind of audience participatory game shows. Social media response highlights. We'll 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 get some new tricks going soon. But until then, Jamie P is uh, wanting to follow Matt up on a request for non-gaming questions. Mm. So for a mostly uh, non-gaming conversation that we had, at least for like the first hour of the podcast, Jamie P wants to know: Do we do we ever talk about games on this show? <laughs> We do. We we talked about games for like six <laughs> percent of the first segment. No, <laughs> we talk about it a lot. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Jamie P wants to know what would be your ranking of the five fundamental flavors according to your own palates. Those five flavors are salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami. And uh, umami references delicious, raw, juicy uh, uh, meat sensations that you get in Japanese food, like with uh, sushi. Um, yeah, uh, this is this is fun, uh, right? Right? Right, guys? You you guys know uh, what, how okay. to tackle this problem? Um, um, umami from 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 one to five. I. Probably the way he has it set up. I don't know what you umami is though. Okay, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, because umami requires like. a bit, a bit of expectation. You, you know, sushi, right? You've, you've had sushi. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the flavor that is unique about sushi. It's the flavor that's unique about soy sauce. It's kind of a, 
intense. It, it basically just means savory. Yeah, yeah. Tomatoes are, are good at it, but the difference between umami and savory, I feel, has more to do with how how alive the creature was beforehand. It's basically just Japanese savory. Uh, I would put it before... So, salty, sweet, umami, sour, bitter. You know, they didn't put savory on this list. Yeah, because that's what umami really is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't it's, call it's, it's, spaghetti. It's basically just savory. So, so, salty, salty is different. In Japan, yeah, umami is what we would consider savory. So, I'm assuming salty means just regular salted food, right? Right, right. Yeah, salt, okay. salt is is like easy to French, picture, like French fries. Yeah, and stuff, right. But in, oh. uh, so. Wait, the first thing is French fries. What have you been eating, Liam? Like just what? What? Oh, what I had some Japanese sweet potatoes yesterday, and it was. I'm gonna have some leftovers right now. It's good. So that would that would be savory. What? Seriously, so Japanese sweet potatoes. Like a, in in my mind, it would. Oh, then, like, then umami is first. Umami. Then umami, salty, huh. sweet, sour, bitter. Bitter. So, I hate. <laughs> okay. Thing is, in in English, there is definitely a difference between savory and umami. You would not call a plate of spaghetti umami, but you would totally call it savory. But you would not call sushi savory. You would call it umami. <laughs> and apparently, here is, here is a list of general foods that have umami taste. Or umami, especially uh, they are rich in umami components. There's something say. about about umami. Fish, cured meat, meat extract, okay. mushrooms, vegetables, yeah. tomatoes, cabbage, spinach, celery, green tea, cheeses, fish sauce, soy sauce. Umami's first. So it is like savory, basically. Yeah, there's first. there's there's something uniquely metallic or something. I don't, it's hard to describe with words, but apparently there's, there's an amino acid named glutamate, glut, glutamate, 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 I don't know, but apparently that's the enzyme that makes umami taste the special way it does or something or other, I don't know, there's a science behind it, I swear. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, what is that? That was a big ass truck. Okay, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I heard it stop. I heard the brakes. Why can I hear the brakes? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer the question. Because, because it's you're, May you're, and it's getting hot, so my you're door's not open. On the first floor. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's you. It's you, Liam. It's me. Oh, that makes it's way me. more sense. I was like, I'm still not on the first floor. Oh Jesus! Hey, are you high or are you still like? Close to the floor. No, I, I, I'm the third floor. Oh, oh, they're giving out these so, third floor. A, 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 a ribonucleotide. <laughs> good, look, good look finding. Also me. Wait, wait, contributes wait, wait, wait. to an umami wait. flavor. Okay. I my my ranking would be uh, the older I get, I feel like it's the general thing that happens to everybody is you become more fond of savory. Mm. I than sweet, but. Then sweet, but I I still like sweet a lot. So it's probably sweet then savory then salty then sour then bitter. God, I don't know how I can rank these because because your palate is so technical. I, for like three of these though, you have some hard competition between them. Yeah, savory, it's... umami, and salty are like 
Sour and bitter. The Triforce. (laughs) Sweet, sour, and bitter just live in savory, umami, and salty's world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for real. And I would say umami I have most of the time. Almost every day. So salty, probably not. I probably have sweet then. Is pizza salty or savory umami? Because it's tomato, it's cheese, it's meat, or whatever you put I, on it. I think it's it's more savory. Like it's it's greasy and intense. And umami for me, I it has some like purity to it. Like there's not like like you have one flavor that every bite is supposed to be. Uh, uh, focusing on rather than a combination of flavors. A savory burger. Oh yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Well. All right. That, well, that, that's. <laughs> there you go. Well, the <laughs> thing is, I, do does a salty crunchy compete though? Because a salty crunchy with like a hot sauce on it is is. For me, it's pretty high up there in terms of like the best flavor sensation mm. of them all. Yeah. So I'm. True. I, I uh, give an example. Uh, of it pains me to say, but throughout the entire span of my life, I think salty has been the number one constant. Like. As a kid, I liked salty snacks, but I also liked a bunch of candy bullshit I don't like anymore. As an adult, I still like salty snacks, but I also like a bunch of veggie shit that I didn't like as a kid. Salty is the constant. Salty has stayed with me all these years, and maybe maybe when I'm like a, a toothless 70-year-old man, I won't like it. But but until then, salty has, has some strong legs to stand on. Yeah, but salty requires surplus amount of liquids to go with it that's always its downfall mm. Mm, so you can't have saltiness without a quencher yeah the others yeah. i can eat savory without that sour and bitter need a quencher so yeah you know that does that does give them points okay that's I, can, I can eat sour without a liquid. Yeah, I, I can't eat. I can't eat bitter. Though. It's a, it's I, a tough competition, but gauging them on whether or not they need a companion is a good way to single out the the ones that stand on their their. their can they stand alone? I don't think salty can. So it goes. It gets knocked down a tier. Savory is like oh, almost mommy. there with this. It's like a mix between the salty and the sweet. Especially like Japan, you know? And there's this debate over whether or not umami is a subset of savory or vice versa, depending on the language, so... Well, in Japan it is. It's... it's it, I, I worked in a company that made a lot of money off of the concept of blowing white people's minds that a fifth taste exists that's just not a part of European cuisine. <laughs> and it's hilarious to hear how different... The, the interpretation is when when going through the, the, the language and culture barriers here. Man. Anyways, that was... More people need Wikipedia. That was a debate. Holy shit. Let's, um, let's move on to another... Probably the most important one we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> another very important, fun question from, from Rick the N. Um, I don't know if I want to give Rick the, his entire last surname, but, uh... Oh god! I just realized that sounds way worse than it actually is. Yeah, Rick yeah. The I was like, now I need to clarify. Okay, why are we reading this guy's letter if he did? Have no, he did. It, this is one of those things where it doesn't sound weird until you read it out loud. You know, <laughs> like 
Have you guys seen that children's book named Cooking with Poo, but it's spelled P-O-O-H? As in cooking with Winnie the Anyways, Pooh. Nick the Rick here says, I attached a PDF of a book that's just a list of 217 unique questions. I challenge the three of you to choose a random number between 1 and 217 and answer whichever question happens to line up with what you pick. Um, I, I... Oh, damn, I didn't know you were going to actually out our numbers. <laughs> I, I mashed some buttons on the keyboard. The, the first two were eight and seven, which uh, associates with the question of, from the book of many questions. This is, this by, is specifically for you. By, by Gregory Stock, PhD. They, they clarify for some reason. <clears throat> which of the following restrictions could you best tolerate? Leaving the country permanently or never leaving the state in which you now live? That's an easy one. Uh, you would leave the country. Yeah, sure. There, there have been scientific studies proving that Americans don't really care about their state unless they live in California, New York, or Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, do you feel strongly about California? I like California a lot, actually. Oh. I like it. Would I? Would I move? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, pick a number between one and two seventeen. Wait, wait. Can I just point out? Can I just point out? This this numbering system is very much in tune to like how people could describe our personalities. George just mashed two keys because he wanted to find out a number because he couldn't decide. (laughs) I chose the number sixty nine. And Matt didn't give an answer. I think that tells you all you need to know about all three of us individually. Two hundred. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna go. Go big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Two hundred. Just gonna pretend Liam didn't say whatever. Insinuate. Do you tend to listen or talk more? <laughs> questions wow. are so easy wow i i, <laughs> I wonder hmm wait is that really the that's question? actually the question <laughs> yeah holy shit wow <laughs> wow it knows you picked this it's question didn't you? He, he, no this, this it's, it's literally <laughs> 176 George, or something. George stopped time and he was like, this is it. No, I, I just, I had the PDF in another window when I asked and that's actually question 200 is do you listen or talk more? <laughs> These are personal digs. Um, I, alright, alright. Outside the podcast. Outside the podcast. I do both, actually. I, I, I just do both. It depends. I know when to listen and I know when to talk um, in conversations. And I tend to, like, you know, like, meet a lot of people and, you know, have conversations and kind of, you want to make sure that the other person knows that you're listening and then, yeah. you know, then you talk. You know, you don't want to talk over them. Talking like- too much is, and I, li- I do, I, I think I, I think I like to listen more. I do think I like to listen more. Um, I like to observe. I've always been like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, like, I remember when, when you lived in Atlanta, half our occasions were just, like, people watching at cons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that just, was always fun. Just, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, laugh at them or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, it's not It's not a mean thing. Yeah, yeah it's not a mean thing. It's not a mean thing. Uh, uh, it was weird at MomoCon, though, because the last MomoCon that we went to, 
because all the young kids were there and they are maybe because we we're older. I don't know. How long have we been going to Momocon? A few years. And all the young kids were there with their sweethearts and it was no. It's weird. It's too weird. But yeah. Yeah, I tend to listen more. I feel like I feel like no matter what answer me and George give, nobody would believe us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it's weird because I mine definitely depends on the situation. Like I everybody's just gonna say, Liam, you talk way too much. But that is because I'm really comfortable with you two. Mm. But in regards to like being out like somewhere, if I'm in a place where I don't really know anybody, I find it really hard to talk. Like I'm I'm quite a social person, but I still find it hard to talk to people who I maybe don't know, like just like like this yeah. and just go off and it, then it is a lot easier to listen, and I would prefer to do that than Yeah, talk. there's definitely different definitely modes on, like, for, for people who do stuff on the internet. There's there's an online and an offline mode we have. Yeah, like, if you know me, and you think I talk a lot, then that probably just means I'm comfortable with you. So if, if you meet if you're him, someone listening to this and, and you know me personally, talk, you know what that means. And I don't talk to you, <laughs> then you know you should probably leave me alone. <laughs> You stay quiet so you walk away. <laughs> I'll never walk away. I'll always be kind and I will listen, but inside I will be dying. Oh, God. Oh, God, I have to rethink a bunch of conversations I've had with you over all these years. <laughs> oh, God, I can't count how many times I've said something really stupid. Oh, my God. Like... I mean, that's just, I, that's just huge. That, that's, that's the greatest. When you just rethink all the conversations, you're like, well, why did I even say that? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm so stupid. Who, I'm so who, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> um, Liam, you picked you pick 69, right? Because yeah. you thought it was funny. Because I thought I wasn't going to be outed for the number with which I chose. <laughs> well, I, how did you think you would get away with... pick? You picked the novelty number, the dirty number. To be fair, I had no idea why you were asking me a number in the first place. <laughs> well, now we know. It's very indicative. It's just very indicative of who we are. Uh, Matt didn't give an answer, and I chose a stupid one. Question number 69 asks, If a friend were almost always late, would you resent it or simply allow for it? Can you be counted on to be on time? I'll answer the second one first. I hate being late, and I am always way too early. Good man, good man. In general, principle, I ne I, I'm always... There's, there's, I'm there's the less and less of those thing. as time goes on. I am... And I wouldn't resent them, and I wouldn't allow it. So I would do neither. I would tell them they're late, and I would say, depending on once again the situation, please don't be late again. Ooh, like yeah. How how do we, you like be we, stern but polite about that? Because it it can be well, annoying. It depends. Like if it's a friend who's always late about something, you just joke with him, like, "Dude, you're always late. What the hell?" Or if you like trying to get a bus or you're trying to like organize a trip and you're late because of somebody fucking around or yeah. something like it's not well, a party maybe you are a bit more yeah. stern you're like hey dude come on like what the fuck you've made us all wait like now we've missed this or or if you're at work and it's even worse and you've got like a meeting and someone's late and you're delaying a meeting that has been scheduled and stuff like that it can be frustrating so it depends on the consequences so, yeah yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Make I sure think. he pays his own ticket. Um, and if he's late to the airport, then he's late to the airport, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, that that is like, I, I'll go to an airport like four hours yep. away. I'd rather just sit and play my Switch or listen to music for four hours than the prospect of having two hours extra at home and then potentially missing my flight. you just never know. You never know. Something tends to happen yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. And, and also, the, because someone was like, will you allow it or resent it? I don't even want to risk someone resenting me for being late. So I'll just turn up early. Yeah. I don't want someone thinking bad because I was late. Yeah, I'm, I'm always the first at George's house. <laughs> always. <laughs> Every time. I was like, where is everybody? <laughs> I, went to, I went to a party on Saturday an hour later because I thought, people will have turned up because I felt uncomfortable going there because I didn't know a few people still turned up and I was like the third person there and I was like well this is just my nature yeah alright alright wow 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 we just stopped we did this is a dead yep. stop no dead no stop wait wait wait, no wait, wait, right, wait right right at two hours <laughs> <laughs> wait there was, there, there was there, George you didn't read the PS from Jamie P which I feel like is a fitting ending to the podcast. Oh, uh, Jamie P. does not ask, but instead just said at the end of their email, P.S. Did you know if you swap the starting sounds in Dad and Son, it turns into Sad and Done? <laughs>